to another episode of the Slazoon Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by your favorite source of all types of creative content. Not made by you, mind you, but by somebody even better and probably more talented. Somebody else. This week's bronzer is Plagiarism. Hot Pockets. <laughs> oh man, I was hoping for something way better than that. Let's redo this. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of something better because that's double plagiarism. Because Daniel Tosh does that way, Yeah, it's like yeah, a friend wrote the ending of that joke for me. That's a two-level plagiarism joke there. From Jim Gaffigan and actual Hot Pockets. Yeah, I lit a receipt on fire, and that was a bad idea. Yeah, they got like a waxy covering. Sarah, are you, like, trying to burn down your house right now? Is that, is that what's happening? It, like, disintegrated and then just, like, flew up into the air. <laughs> Surprise! That sounds awesome. Like your house or the receipt. <laughs> Whole house. <laughs> Holy shit. That was nice looking there while I, crazy. I was there. Kayla, ever notice how you look like a cat's asshole? <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't put any context you, for the cat? listener on that one. You could just look like a cat's asshole. Okay, well, uh, listener, uh, welcome uh, back to another podcast. Uh, so this is the our perhaps, Halloween special. Uh, yeah, the spookiest, uh, dootiest time of the year. Um, Colin, I hear you. Uh, you did something with weird, um, um, uh, like um, gourds and tubers and stuff. Can you uh, oh, fill us right. in? Oh well, um, and, and now I'm on the spot because I was just starting to tell just a random story about Halloween. And they were like, ah, save it for the pod. This sounds Better like it's be good. It's gonna be really fucking funny. Well, <laughs> we we go all out. Like Nicole loves um, Halloween, so I we got couple pumpkins from the pumpkin patch. I carved them, because she doesn't carve pumpkins. I made one, probably, admittedly. She won't? A, or a little too... <laughs> she... What? You said she doesn't carve pumpkins. Is there a right. reason? Is there a history? I think she gets, like, frustrated with it, because she thinks she does a shitty job. She mm. thinks it's, and like, she instant. Does. Just, I like, mean... stab it. And yeah, yeah, her pumpkins... Yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah. It's like one good pumpkin for every nine bad pumpkins. Yeah, that's, that's what we all say behind her back. Like, you know, Nicole, God, what a terrible pumpkin car. <laughs> yeah, you know, this yeah. time of the year, there's a reliable uh, article in the paper saying, you know, Nicole, bad pumpkin carver, avoid. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't carve her way out of a pumpkin out of a paper bag. That's in a pumpkin. <laughs> Pumpception. That said, I probably couldn't either. It sounds complicated. Colin, go on. <laughs> so anyway, one of them was probably a, a bit scary for trying to attract trick-or-treaters. I, was, I found one on the internet that I thought looked pretty scary. I was like, this is, this is good. And it was one of those wart. The pumpkins had the warts all over it. Or whatever they're actually called. The bumps on the pumpkin. Yeah. Bumpkin, I guess. Blumpkin. Um, <laughs> blumpkin. I like your black cousin. So, um... But I don't think that's the, the reason for my failed Halloween. The other one, I carved Starman from Earthbound. <laughs> Listeners, if you like that, then... Um, nice. Yeah, I fucking nailed it. I'm awesome at it. And we put up lights on our porch. Orange spiderweb lights. Had a couple little orb things that glow. And, and we... Uh, Nicole actually got on, a, on an app that's like... 
uh, Mark's Our House is a trick-or-treat house. Oh. And nice. um, we had zero trick-or-treaters. <laughs> Not one goddamn person showed up. Wow, I, that's really weird. I don't know what to think of that. Like, last year, we didn't have very many, but we did have some. And so we gave them, like, each so much candy. We were thinking, like, oh, if we give them fistfuls of candy, then next year they'll think, oh, it's that house with all the candy. But now I'm thinking, like, maybe I gave them too much candy, and their parents were like, that that house is, that's the cavity house there. Or maybe no one got the memo that you guys moved Halloween. (laughs) Yeah, it's that way every year. Okay, yeah, Des Moines has uh, Beggar's Night. It is before Halloween. Why? Explain. I think the idea was it used to uh, used to be normal on Halloween. I don't know how long ago it was, but there was rampant vandalism, randalism in the city. So they decided not to have it on Halloween night, and um, I think it's I don't know if it's always like right before Halloween. I think it's on a weekday to try to help that out too. Uh, and instead of saying trick or treat, um. They tell the person a joke. They knock on your door, then they tell you a joke, and then you give them candy. Problem solved! So that way there's no <laughs> trick involved, I guess. That means it's fucking stupid. Yeah, Vandals can't tell jokes to save their lives, so... Yeah, that's so that true. sounds super similar to Devil's Night, which is in Detroit, but maybe like dialed down a little bit. Devil's Night? That sounds like it's increasing vandalism. <laughs> it was yeah. like Mischief Night and like up until the 90s. If you guys have ever seen the movie The Crow, they're kind of like setting it around that where like people would just go out and like set and the play guitar on solos. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and get shot during the making of the film. Um, <laughs> but uh Cool. And then they they changed it to Angels Night. Like they had people patrolling well. the streets. And... <laughs> gay. Yeah, gay. This is why I Donald thought... Trump won. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talking... to be fair, there's some pretty metal angels, you know, like the ones with like four faces, and like one's a lion, and one's like a falcon, and they, uh, you know, rain sulfurous fire down on Sodom and Gomorrah for all their butt stuff. It's true. Angels killed a lot more people than, like, demons. And yeah! Yeah. You want to stare clear of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you can That's... beat them in, like, a wrestling match, then you'll, like, become, like, you know, basically, like, Correct. the... the... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Back in those days, it was the only way you could get it up. <laughs> Which is basically just because every guy was like super gay. It's like I t- I'm totally wrestling angels, honey. Don't come in. <laughs> I don't even know if I got that. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> wrestling angels, honey. Yeah, he's the he's our our gardener on hell, you know. Keep him around for more than just. Uh, I think that was a good joke because it was homophobic and racist. So <laughs> we're really, you know, okay. trying to be more efficient, streamlining some efficiencies Bye. here. At the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Reduce 
Reduce, reuse. Recycle. We need to get rape jokes in there somewhere, and then we'll we'll be all set. Yeah. Whoa, too far. We had rape and racist with Radagast the Br- or Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby the Brown. Yep, yep. yep. We checked. We checked off two of our boxes. Two of our. It was also Radagast timely. It was timely. Yeah. Today at work, we were talking about like, oh, did everyone have a good Halloween? Did you guys take your kids trick or treating? Blah blah blah. And one guy was like, Nah, we don't celebrate Halloween. And kind of a sad voice and hmm. he's like my wife doesn't believe in it and we're like <laughs> what does that mean and i was like believe in it like does she have a problem with it and he was like she she thinks it's an affront to guy <laughs> <laughs> but he he clearly did not believe that at all he's like my kids are 13 and 16 and have never been trick-or-treating so they probably never will and everyone was like, that's super depressing, man. Well, I, I thought since you worked in Utah, everybody else would be like, yeah, same here. Yep, no, nope, that's an affront to God or whatever the Mormons call God. God. Yeah. Elder, elder God. Lord <laughs> God. The ancient one. So how that... many Mormons do you work with? Is there a lot there? most of them? N- no, actually. It's a lot of ex-Mormons and then ex-military. <laughs> and but then basically the same Mormons. thing. Tomato, potato, ex-Mormon, ex-Mormon. ex-military. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you have, like, the ex-military guys who are, like, real gung-ho about cursing and drinking. And yeah, then you sailors, have, that's probably... You have the ex-Mormons who are medium-ho about... <laughs> <laughs> Drinking and cursing, and then you got the Mormons or another spectrum. But I don't, there's, I know Utah is like, Salt Lake proper is like 50 50, and then you get into smaller towns and it's like 70 or 80 percent, but I don't think my work is even 50 percent. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's a lot of like, uh, like engineers and stuff, right? right? Yeah. Which are gonna skew non really more non religious, yeah. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe my work just turns them not Mormon because they, a lot of them have become not Mormon since working there. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a den of vipers, no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to believe in things. Then a week after working here, complete nihilist. Yeah. Now I don't know what to believe. Yeah. yeah I figure, you know, those Egyptians, they knew what was up around denial. The official laugh of the Slazoom podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like a real laugh because you think things are funny. It's just like a laugh, oh, it's... just like in you know, in honor of the fallen joke. That's right. <laughs> also, it's not I'm even it's not even like a sarcastic laugh. I like a ha ha ha. Yeah. Har, har. This is the Pete Holmes laugh, wasn't it? <laughs> I fucking got it. <laughs> diarrhea, diarrhea. diarrhea. <laughs> we'll just leave that at that too, listener. <laughs> that. Uh, so everyone else is in agreement. A couple means two, right? Yes. Yes. So on our Halloween, uh, things were going 
I think we only had a, we had like a total of like twenty trick or treaters. And Caleb, you were with me that night. I, we still have PTSD from it when when I lived in that one neighborhood and it was just a non-stop train of children. Oh yes. Oh my lord. We bought like six bags of candy. We had to like run to the store and buy like all the remaining bags of candy in the store because it was just fucking non-stop children. Um. <laughs> I can make like a, like a Catholic <laughs> priest joke here, but I'm going to refrain from Thank you, Caleb. Well, well, we, you, can, you can get it in post. He did say, and I'm about to say, fucking non-stop children. <laughs> <laughs> non-stop fucking children. Yep, that was, that was Halloween night for us. Um, uh, hold up. Oh, Sorry. we lost somebody. Okay. Hi. Oh, she's back. Okay. That was weird. Okay. But yeah, so tonight we had, like, or like last night we had like, 20 kids, so we bought two bags of candy, and they each had, like, 40 pieces, so... I mean, like, four four pieces of kids, so... Like, and they kind of came in groups of, like, four or five. So basically it was, like, four sets of the Avengers. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. A Black Panther, and a, a Captain America, and, uh, and an Iron Man... And, uh, yeah. and one of the other miscellaneous ones would, uh, like, every 30 minutes stop by the house five times. And that was it. Uh, every once in a while, you'd get a Disney princess thrown in there. No spooky ghosts or skeletons? <laughs> so, like, I, I started telling them, like, after the first, after, like, the first five, and it became apparent, we're not going to have, like, a ton of kids. I started telling them all, like, okay, you know, it's been kind of slow tonight, so why don't, you, why don't you each grab a couple um, that's what you uh, should tell them anyway. That's opening the door, man. Well, yeah, and these two girls come by. They're like, "Thank you. I'm gonna get a big handful," and they like fucking palm half the goddamn bowl of candy. <laughs> and I was okay, like, "That's no. like twelve, not a couple, but whatever." Don't tell me you wouldn't have done the same thing in there. Oh, yeah, I'm I was, sure I, I was in agreement when you said a couple is two, right? Like, yeah, unless you're told. <laughs> As a child, to grab a couple candy bars, and then a couple is at least a fistful. Yeah, yeah. maybe two. Yeah, they just a couple fistfuls. Shake me in the stomach, and as I lie bleeding, they take the candy ball and run. Hey, happy Before Halloween! I didn't, <laughs> Scary. I didn't get any trick or treaters before I had to leave. I went to trivia and. Uh, uh, I put out a bowl, and I didn't put out a note, because I was like, kids won't follow that. I forgot my ID and had to come home, like, 30 minutes later, and the bowl was entirely gone, so I'm pretty sure. Wow. <laughs> like, Is that one of those things that, like, only works in the Midwest? The unattended bowl of candy? <sighs> you know, those Mormons, they're untrustworthy, or something. Yeah. One uh, of my coworkers has a Nest cam, and he checked on... The bowl and like yelled at the kids for taking too many pieces of candy, and they're like, ah, and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they probably rode that adrenaline high the rest of the evening. Yeah, that's you know from when you were a kid and you were just afraid of getting in trouble in general. Yeah. Until at some point you realize it doesn't really matter unless the person you're getting in trouble with like actually has authority over you in some way. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And then one 13-year-old looked into the camera and was like, What are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Became very personal. Yeah, his head turned around 360 degrees and he bought his green shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is the candy from the neighbor. Let's see what I do to it. 
Oh, doesn't seem like you enjoy it. I don't know why you're taking so much. But man, speaking of... So this is not Halloween-related, really. And I might have told this story before. I'm going to get a beer while you're talking. A ghost just went past the window, or it might have been like a plastic sack. Probably a ghost, though. Um, when I was in, like, first grade, um, uh, me and a friend of mine would all... His house was, like, on the way to my house. Like, after school, we'd, like, walk together. We'd go to his house, and then I'd walk the rest of the way. And anyway... Uh, there was one house that was on the way, and they had just put in new sidewalk. They had uh, poured new cement on their sidewalk that day, earlier that day. And so we were walking past, and, you know, as, um, what, like six-year-olds, we're like, oh, man, you know what would be so cool? If like, we put our handprints in the cement. And so we tried doing that, but the cement was, like, too cured already, so we couldn't do it. So we're like, oh, okay, well, maybe we'll put our footprints in it. So we, like start jumping on it and, like, running across it. And there was a guy there who I guess was watching it. Who I, I didn't know this man. Who, to a six-year-old, was very intimidating. You know, he was kind of like a gruff older guy, as I remember him. But, I mean, I don't know. He might have been a Sheldon Cooper character for all the hell I know. I mean, he was... Like I said, I was six years old. Everybody was scary. Uh, everybody's still scary to me. Um, Ooh! Yeah. So I'm seeing ghosts on my window. But anyway, uh, so he says, like, oh, come over here, you kids. And uh, looks like you guys ruined, uh, like, six squares of the cement that I'm going to have to go in and repair. That's going to cost me, I don't know, he said a number. Three dollars. I, I was six years old. I didn't really know my numbers that well. He, yeah. he just said a number that was bigger than a number I knew. Yeah, and so, so at, at six years old, 20. like, there should be, like, 300 and, like, 10 times, or, like, 20 times 10 to the 10 is, like, the same. Yeah. Now, now did he say a unit of some sort? Because I'm, I, I'm I just hearing, like, this will cost me 40. <laughs> probably, Not 40. I, I've only got 10. <laughs> like, that's what I'm, like, all the wooden nickels from my my sock drawer or something. No, 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 it's, it's dollars or something. But anyway, so then he said, oh, you know, what's your name? Who are your parents? And he's like, okay, sir, this is my name. This is and my parents. And, like, and then I go home. Uh, I tell my parents what happened because I was a good little boy. And uh-huh. I got sent to my room and grounded, I'm sure. But, you know, you ground a six-year-old. Like, <laughs> yeah. what could he do before that he can't do now? I don't know. Because before, you know, your dad, the electrician, would just like hook the positive and negative into you and didn't ground you. But, yeah, you know, that's right. So, Caleb, you really did it this time. Now when I give you your weekly electro-torture, I'm going to ground it to make sure. That... <laughs> I told you that in confidence. <laughs> no rubber I'm just gonna. I'm not going to just touch no. the cathode to you this time. This time we're going to beat the circuit. Uh, Caleb, this this explains all those electro-boners now. <laughs> I get it. Okay, well... Yeah, great. Um, but anyway, so the end of that story is I I assumed that what was going to happen is that he was going to call my parents and he was going to charge them the amount of money to fix, fix that sidewalk, which I thought was going to put us into the poor house. <laughs> like, I figured that's it. That's it. We're going to have to sell the house. I've ruined this family. <laughs> That's that's it. I've done it. 
<laughs> and I lived in fear of that phone call for at least 10 years until eventually um, I I think I asked my parents about it and they're like, oh yeah, that guy died. He never called. He died from rage. Yeah, I was going to say, you killed him. He should feel worse. No, he probably just tried to repair the sidewalk and died from exertion. Yeah, he probably fell into the cement where your footprint was and just suffocated in well here's the thing though that's you remember i said at the beginning of the story how that cement was already cured that like we couldn't put our handprints into it we didn't i went there years after um when this incident and yeah so you thought that's right and that same guy's waiting for you i knew you'd come back (laughs) finish what you started (laughs) i've been here waiting <laughs> but anyway, there were no footprints in that. There, there was like there was zero damage. So in the end, like he got. How'd you know that was the nothing. same concrete? Yeah, he fixed it. That's how he died. <laughs> <laughs> There's a yeah. little headstone. <laughs> also, port of concrete that's covered in footprints. There's, there's, there's like a Han Solo carbonite figure stuck in the concrete there. <laughs> So were your parents expecting to pay to replace it, and then the guy died, and then your parents were like, cool, okay. I, I, I guess so. I mean, if the guy had actually called, I think my dad would have tried to negotiate a little bit. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, maybe my kid ruined it a little bit. Let's, yeah, I'll come over and have a look, and we'll see what we can do. Something like that. But, uh... Uh, yeah, in the end, he just, like, never called because, like I said, there was actually no damage. But I didn't know that until years and years after. Uh, and, yeah. Just a couple I just, weeks ago. I remember, like, just laying awake at night years after that thinking, oh, my God, what if that guy finds the note that he left to himself to call <laughs> about those damn kids? And that's going to, like, ruin the family. What if they dig deep enough into his will? Yeah. <laughs> Like wow. I leave my house to my daughter, uh, you know the the car and my savings to my my wife, and I leave my unending vengeance upon these kids. <laughs> I leave my curse upon the soul of these children. <laughs> God damn! I was like such a fucking good little boy like my stories of things that i got in trouble for that like haunted me for the first like 16 years of my life were so goddamn dumb for example when i was in preschool oh boy um the teacher brought donut holes and i'd never had a donut hole before and i ate one and i was like god damn that's a good donut hole i'm gonna eat another fucking donut hole even though she said only take one so when I thought no one was looking, I went over there to reach for another donut hole, and she said, Ethan, that's very bad. You're not supposed to take another donut hole. And it ate me up inside for like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh I snapped God. and just became a total asshole. <laughs> I didn't care about anything. So, oh, yeah, right. I'm making up for lost time. You can only push a little boy so far. <laughs> The only time I can remember getting in trouble with an adult who was a stranger was 
which I had like the most bizarre reaction. We were walking home from school in sixth or seventh grade, and there was this dog that would just go nuts when we walked by its backyard, and it, there was snow out, and the dog like would just bark and bark and bark and wouldn't stop. So I made a snowball and went, "Go get it!" and I threw the ball to try and like distract the dog from barking at us so much. Ladies watching out her back window thinks I throw a snowball at her dog, comes out, like starts screaming at me, and I can't even explain that I wasn't throwing it at the dog. And she asks me my name, and I state my full name with my middle name. She was like, Where do you live? And I was like, 5806 and gave my full address. And I was like, She's for sure coming to my house. <laughs> Mom and dad are gonna think I heard an animal. Help with the cops. But she never followed through. That sounds about right. I uh I stole a penny one time. <laughs> yeah. It was I was in third grade You're and so uh some somebody brought a it no, hold on. Somebody brought a penny that they had put on the railroad tracks and oh. it had bent it and smashed it down. And I was like, you know what? That's fucking cool. It's mine now. (laughs) So I fucking stole it. And because my whole school had like 14 people in it, they narrowed it down pretty fast. (laughs) Who stole it? And I, to this day, everybody knows that I stole it, but I denied that for years. (laughs) I stole it and then I lost it that day. The kid you stole from, he's going to listen to this podcast and be like, he fucking said, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> What's the statute of, of limitations on a penny? <laughs> I just can't believe, I still don't know how they, everybody knew. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't think I'd ever stolen anything before that in my life. And my, my grand theft is a penny. And everyone's like, oh, it's Colin written all over it. Of course he stole that penny. Of course he did. I saw his eyes. He wanted that since I brought it in. You know, he came from the Sin family. What do you expect? Yeah. I've been known for st- stealing hundreds of cents from people. <laughs> did I? Did I ever steal anything? I stole like ten dollars from my mom's purse once, and then I felt so bad I put it back. Put it back with interest. Purse. <laughs> I think, actually, I think I spent it, and then I felt bad about it, and then once my dad gave me my allowance of $10, I put that back in my mom's wallet. Yeah, it was just a loan. Ethan, at, at your wedding, remember me and uh, me and Shep went down <laughs> to that arcade-type area, and we were trying to... It's one of those games where it has, like, a plexiglass shelf, and you have to push the, the prizes off the shelf into the little <laughs> bin, and we couldn't win because we were drunk. So we started shaking it, and it didn't work. So I started punching it, and I punched a hole through it. And we stop, and we both look at each other, like eyes wide. And then immediately, without saying anything, we come to the same conclusion. Reach our hands into that hole, grab what we can, and run away. Yeah, you probably did like $200 worth of damage to the machine to get about 25 cents worth of prizes out of it. I had the 
this wasn't me that did something naughty, but in third grade, I remember we were all sitting on the floor, and we had the desk, and we had our name tags that we wrote our names in huge letters on on the front. And I'm sitting in front of my desk, and I look, and it says my full name, and then underneath it says, it says, Sarah Wallace is gay in really wow. small letters. And I wasn't trying to snitch, and I go, who wrote is gay under my name, guys? And the teacher heard, and he flipped out and told everyone that, like, they were all in trouble until someone fessed up and kept everyone but me inside for recess. Oh, oh no. It's like, which I was, I know. Really I was like, Mr. Fleming, all my friends are in this class. I don't even want to go to recess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you got punished worse. I going to strap one on and fuck me because I'm so gay. I know. I was like, I don't, I don't care. It's fine. And I found out years later it was my two best friends who were gay underneath. And I was like, you bitches made everyone stay inside for recess. Speaking of, of teachers, like, having poorly thought out punishments, uh, when I was, this was in high school, I think senior year, actually, I was in, uh, I was in a math class, and um, uh, the teacher was, like, a, a few minutes late coming to class. So she probably, like, had a, I don't know, meeting someplace or whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter. But anyway, so the whole class is there. When the class is supposed to start, there's no teacher. So, you know, we're a bunch of nerds in a math class. or like, we're not, like, going to go crazy. So what I do is I go up to the board, and I say, uh, I love calculus i write it on the whiteboard and i go sit back down and then <laughs> my french my, uh, my friend showtime goes up there and he's writing underneath of that me too and while he's writing that the teacher walks in and gets really upset at him for writing on the whiteboard <laughs> and gives him detention <laughs> holy shit <laughs> I would, uh, I would appeal and, that. Is there an appeal system for detention? Uh, I don't think so. No one likes calculus, you fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're lying. But in one of the most shameful moments of my life, when he's issued this punishment, he looks at me to, like, <laughs> fess up and then, like, join him in this punishment, and I say nothing. <laughs> nice. I you learn from case. your concrete... <laughs> First they came for the calculus lovers, <laughs> and I said nothing, for I did not love calculus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that takes... That wins. I never, the teacher sucks. Yeah. I never stole anything. Any, any mischief I committed was always like, especially as like a teenager... None of it was to the advantage of me or anyone. It was all like, um, I remember one time, uh, me and Insane Gary, uh, were like... I'll just say a, the name, for God's sake. Yeah, sakes. me and Kroll which, were at this, which uh... insane one? <laughs> yeah. We're at this, uh... I don't remember if it was, like, Quiz Bowl or, like, uh... Like, uh, what, what do they call, like, uh, Math Cathalon or something? Or, like, Demathalon? Yeah. What a, sure. Or like yeah. academic decathlon where they have all this stupid shit. 
we were there, and, like, there was an unattended room, and they had a box fan in that room, and that'll teach them for having a box fan. We just shoved a bunch of papers and shit into it, and it started making this really loud noise. <laughs> and you could hear it throughout the whole school, and we just casually walked away. Once again, we benefited no way. And another time, me and this uh, same fellow um, lit a log on fire and pushed it down the river. <laughs> I'm not really sure. What the end game was there? It could have started a giant fire that killed several people and, you know, destroyed, wiped out an endangered species and caused millions of dollars worth of damage. Or it could have just, you know, it was just a practice Petered lightning out. funeral. Is all right, like, yeah. we, we never stole anything, did anything that bad, but we could occasionally <laughs> light things on fire and walk away. Yeah, and make loud noises. Yeah, we also used to drive around to like the the. The big neighboring town, Fairbury, mm. and because you know Hebron had its cruiser out where all the cool kids would hang out. And then Fairbury had its own cruiser out, and all the hip jocks would hang out there. And then we'd go and we'd like we'd go to the Walmart in Fairbury, which was the closest Walmart. Yeah, and first like, Walmart in Nebraska, actually. Really? Holy yeah. shit! True story. Should have felt yep. more honored. And we just like. For 99 cents, you could buy a plastic set of, like, spoons. But not, like, little, like, utensil spoons, but, like, the big spoons you, like, cook with. Mm. Um, like and we drive around to be brandish spoons at their <laughs> hip kids. And they'd all be offended and pile their cars and start trying to chase after us. And we'd drive off like the marauders <laughs> we were. <laughs> That is the most Midwestern thing I've ever heard. Sometimes we'd really want to piss them off. We'd throw jello molds at them. <laughs> we also bought them Actually, Walmart. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> then it was on. That's, that's like brand. if Monty Python was based in, like, yeah. in Nebraska. It's just nonsensical and, like, you know, strangely impolite. And people get, you know, stra- weirdly offended by it. It would have been great if they would have caught us once and just beat the shit out of us. Like... <laughs> It'd show Not up in, like, the state newspaper there, like, local, like, young, <laughs> shy, you know, uh, young uh, high school kids in critical condition after a uh, fight was caused by spoon-waving incident. <laughs> mm. it's like, when will they learn? I do feel bad about when I, at the second house I lived at, it was a newer neighborhood, and they were building houses all throughout the neighborhood. And we would go in there and, like, mess mess with the construction stuff. So, mm. And then construction workers would, like, barricade the door, and we'd do our darndest to get through the barricades. Like, you can't keep us out of here! Yeah. And they start posting guards, and then guard dogs, and then guard velociraptors, and, and then, then my friend weird took Nazi stuff. In an unfinished basement, and I was like, that was too far, man. <laughs> Ooh, wow, man. Like, they don't even have running water here yet. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's... I mean, somebody had to clean that up. I mean, that's pretty... Yeah. That's pretty bad. <laughs> have you ever talked about Brandon Gary shooting <laughs> bottle rockets at motorcyclists on this podcast? I'm sure he brought it up before. Well, that, that only happened once. <laughs> Multiple bottle rockets, but only one occasion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not a motorcyclist like... Well, he was in a cafe and his motorcycle is outside. Like, no, on the on the freeway. On the. Fr- <laughs> I mean, also, that guy could have crashed. The, the guy probably didn't even notice it. 
because it was probably like it probably ended up going off when it was already yeah. twenty feet behind oh, the right. guy. But uh, still, I mean, it's the thought that counts. And the thought was, I'm going to throw bottle rockets out this car window at this motorcyclist going down the freeway. And he uh, and did it. And uh, yeah, was, uh, I felt I was very uncomfortable, but I didn't stop it. That's, that's all I can say. You know, bottle rockets are way overrated as like a dangerous firework because like, like oh man, but then you get hit by one and like hit you while you're going 50. <laughs> That's why they wear helmets. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great if it like it went up underneath the helmet like between the face visor and the helmet and blew up. That'd be pretty good, but uh, yeah, bottle rockets either like they bounce off you then just fall on the ground and blow up or if you're, if you time it just right so it blows up right while it's hitting you. It's like a, not really that bad. Like, now, Roman Candles, that's a great firework to injure your friends with. Yeah, that'll, that, that can uh, give you some serious <laughs> okay. burns. Yeah. Yeah, that's Kroll got hot. Uh, Stoner Gary shot Kroll with a, with a Roman Candle from, like, a foot and a half away on the shoulder. And, like, for years he just had this giant pink patch of skin on his shoulder. <laughs> He's like, I was trying to roll up the window of my truck, but he's like, the window had, like, the handle on the window crank was broken off, so he just had a vice grip. That's he's not, trying to roll it up, this guy right. was just running up to his open wind truck window, shooting Roman candles at him in his truck. Thank God we grew land. up in the country where people had values, unlike the city. I, I, like, I like how this is uh, progressing toward us, like, getting older and doing a lot worse things. Like, we went from stealing a penny to shooting people on the freeway. You know, we're, we're always chasing that next high. We, we really figured out crime when we got older. Yeah. I One of the best ones that I thought we did was um, me and, and Brady and a few other people were really drunk in college and we were at a house party that we did not you know. You just said we were in college. And we were in college. The, uh, we were, um, there was, there was a cigar store Indian type of, of thing at this house, but it was like Herbie Husker, you know, that, of course, fucking Nebraska. And we all got the, got the idea, like, you know what? That thing's pretty awesome. I want that. Like, okay, yeah, cool. All right. No, no, let's take it. Like, it's fucking five feet tall. And there's 20 people around us. So so the guy's like, you guys just make a distraction. And I'll grab it and run up the stairs with it. Is this a so Brady and I make a distraction. We're like, hey, what's going on? We, like the worst distraction in the whole world. He grabs it. Everybody looks at him. And he runs up the stairs with it. And then we take off after him, put it in the car, and drive away. Hey, everyone, witness this. <laughs> the worst. And, and then, of course, we're just trash. We don't want this thing. We get up the next morning, like, does anybody actually want this? No, of course, of not. course not. So we put it back in the car, go back to the house, put it on the front porch, knock on the door, and run like hell. Again. <laughs> so in the end, you just gave the guy a really cool story. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. That's the way I like to think about it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There was so a... great. Everybody watched him run out with that. So I lived <laughs> even the course. owners of it didn't even like. Are they really doing that right now? Is this happening? <laughs> so uh, at the dorms, or I lived in the dorms my first 
two years of college. And uh, second year, I was a sophomore, and this uh, this guy was a freshman. He really liked to party. He was on the same floor as me. Um, and he he was, uh, was and still is just kind of a strange guy. But um, one day, we were just all kind of hanging out. And this was, so this was a game day. So for our non-Lincoln listeners, on Husker game days, the city of Lincoln swells to like, Three times its population of people, and uh, oh, that's like a probably football not true. boner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this, you know, not a small city, but not a big city either. Like all of a sudden, it's just like everyone everywhere, nothing but people. Especially when you're, you know, on campus, and we were because we were students. Yeah. Well, the 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 stadium becomes what the third, third largest or city fourth biggest state, city yeah. in Nebraska. Yeah. Yep, and, and so. People everywhere, so, like, I think the game, either it was, like, a late afternoon game, like, kind of 7 p.m., and it's, this was, like, 2, and people were pre-gaming, or it was, like, an early afternoon game, like, 2, and this was, like, 7, people were hanging out afterwards, so, anyway, we weren't at the game, so we were all just kind of hanging out on our floor in the hallway, and uh, this guy comes up wasted with a, uh, like, cardboard, uh, one of those standing... Cardboard cutouts of Matt Kenseth, who was a NASCAR driver. He's like, hey, everyone, it's Matt Kenseth. Like, what? He's like, I totally stole this from the Arby's. So there was an Arby's that was like way across campus, like the opposite side of campus. And so, like, yeah, this, this, this restaurant, Arby's was just full of people, and they had this, like, because I guess Arby's sponsored Matt Kenseth's car. And, and, he was standing in line to get his Jamoka shake or whatever, and he just said, fuck this, and grabbed the Matt Kenseth cutout and ran all the way. I mean, technically that's off campus, so he ran to campus, then all the way fucking across campus with this cardboard cutout of Matt Kenseth. So. Well, if you can't get a Jamoka shake, take a cardboard cutout of Matt Kenseth. Yep, that's, that is what my mother always told me. <laughs> yeah, wise woman. Yeah, it, it wouldn't make sense for, like, another, like, 19 years, but yeah. It's very traditional. (laughs) One time I was drunk in Rolla, Missouri, and we stole a tire. Like off of a car? No, from like a place that sold tires. So it was like a new tire, not a used tire. I think it was used. I'm not sure. (laughs) I didn't measure it. It didn't belong to any of your vehicles, though, right? No, and it, it was like a truck tire, so it was really heavy. So we kept we kept taking turns carrying this really heavy tire, and we you went could roll to it. we went to a uh, that's a good point. We went to a frat party, <laughs> which are way cooler at engineering schools where there's like hardly any girls because they're desperate. But, uh, <laughs> but we show up to the party and they wouldn't let us take the tire. <laughs> And they're like, you gotta leave that outside. And we were like, why? And getting all argumentative. Some engineers, <laughs> man. Don't they know worried. the wheel? We're all worried someone's gonna take the tire while we're inside. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up, we like put someone in it and tried to roll them down a hill and they just got hurt and fell out. That but... Makes sense, yeah. That's the way it happens. Worked and so well we... when Beavis and Butthead did it. <laughs> 
But we took turns carrying it, like, the two miles home, and then our friend was just like, what am I going to do with this tire in the yard? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> so you, you say you get you got tired carrying it. Colin brought up a good point about rolling the tire. <laughs> uh, so, did that thought cross your mind? We did, and it I don't know. We tried that, and it wasn't as easy as it seemed and i did uh my mom doesn't usually do my laundry but when i got back my mom was doing that load of laundry from when i was in missouri and she she found that tire in your pocket no i had the jacket i i had a light colored jacket i think on that night and my mom was like i couldn't get all of these black marks out of this jacket what is that from and i was like i have no idea because I didn't want to say, things. oh, I was rolling down a hill in a tire. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 25 years old. <laughs> so, I had... I'd like to touch on a topic here. This might be a whole can of worms, but... Um, I was thinking about... Abortion. MacGyver. What? MacGyvering. Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, an Jerry rigging, <laughs> or that word you can never say, rigging, which is why I like to call it MacGyvering. Jerry. It... Jerry. Gary rigging. Yeah. Gary rigging. Yeah. That's how we do this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, MacGyvering things up. And this made me think about it because uh, uh, Gay Sarah and I were out, um, and we, for some reason we ended up talking about the buttery popcorn. Or no, she was making cookies and like the butter she left out to be softened wasn't as soft as it should have been is that i get the euphemism go on <laughs> yeah yeah so that's why my ass is so sore today um, but we started talking about it and it reminded me of the time that i was trying to make cookies and of course mm, fuck it making like cookies is such a pain in the balls because it's always like like, oh! It seems very private, then. Yeah. I don't know if you really want to share this. You know, the first step is to cream together the softened, Ugh. not melted, but softened butter. It's like, who has all this time to just let butter sit at room temperature? Um, I always so... let butter sit at room temperature. Which? So, what I did... <laughs> Keep uh, it in I... the butter dish. I was making these cookies, and like, I'm going to speed this up a bit. It was winter, so um, in our guest bedroom... Uh, there was this vent coming out of the floor, blowing hot <laughs> air. So I just took a wrap stick of butter and set it on there. Um, it's too hot. But the yeah, the thing you have to remember is not to forget that it's on there. Um, and so I kind of started assembling the dry ingredients and whatever. And I, I just meant to leave it on there for like five minutes or whatever. Twenty minutes later, I'm like, oh fuck! I hope that butter isn't too melted. So of course I walk in there. <laughs> And there's just, like, a piece of paper that formerly held a stick of butter on this open grate. And all this, and this was, like, the vent that was, like, directly above the actual heating unit. So all this butter just dripped down right to the fucking central HVAC system. And the whole house smelled like fucking butter for a week, which wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, there Is that when I lived with sure. you guys? That, I think that was. Because I think you are like, the house might smell like butter. I do remember this story. And I was like, how does that happen? <laughs> Don't ask Don't worry. questions. So, 
It's it's still a penny. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So, in terms of MacGyvering things up like that, uh, I'm sure that I'm sure that we all have good MacGyvering stories, but especially uh, Caleb, you and Colin growing up on farms, I'm sure it's ninety percent doing things with the tools that aren't meant to do whatever you're. Well, there's always starting a vehicle with a pair of pliers, you know, (laughs) just going from the battery to the solenoid. Like, oh, we got to start this up. Might as well pop the hood. There it's going. That's. I think that's too good of a story. I think that's too good of MacGyvering. Yeah. yeah. Why would yeah, you have to do that? Because well. the starter doesn't work. Oh. Uh, starter? So you just hold it there until it starts? It takes, like, a second. It's, like, super easy. Because the solenoid just completes the circuit to start the motor, right? I guess. I should probably look into that. Okay, it's, all right. It's Good closed MacGyvering all the time, and then it... That makes sense. Or it's open all the time, and then it closes. Yeah, open all the time, and then it's closed. Um, Caleb built a trebuchet. <laughs> yeah, a leaf spring, um, that's right. No, that, that was of... my... Um, that wasn't my trebuchet, that was my... Um, Ballista. Ballista, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that I used the leaf springs on. Yeah. Sorry I confused the, the d- various siege weapons you made in high school. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> see, here's the thing. Like, when when you um, grow up out in the country and you have parents who are both very busy and also very price-sensitive, you don't get a lot of rides into I town. Imagine. So you are able to... You develop the ability to... Um, you know, make your own entertainment. Also, this was largely before the internet, or at least before <laughs> the internet was like a thing that you could just, yeah, you know, spend your whole life on. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people God, like really look forward to, not, I mean, not, not everybody, but a lot of people look forward to um, uh, social events through their school, like dances and that sort of thing. Um, I think it probably goes without saying I was not one of those people. I uh, <laughs> really hated those things for a variety of reasons. But anyway, I was able to get out of having to go to my, I think, sophomore homecoming dance by instead staying home and building a trebuchet. <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing because my mom would normally not stand for this sort of thing. She would be like, Caleb, you have to go. My word is law. Yada, yada, yada. You know, and I can't say no to that. But in this particular occasion, I guess she was just tired or something. She was like, okay, I don't want to have this weird flight with you, Caleb. Yeah. It's like, no. It's like, well, other... it's a good idea. You never know when we're going to have to lay siege to one of the neighbors. <laughs> That's right. And here's the thing, it's like, what other fucking parent has to argue with their child? It's like, no, you can't sit at home and build a medieval siege weapon. You have to go to the dance with your friends. <laughs> so she's like, I, I just, I can't. And so she's, so I, I was able to miss that one, which was a net win for me. Uh, not least of which, because I was actually able to finish it. Damn, you know, it could throw pumpkins like nobody's business. Yeah. You know, it was no pumpkin chuckers, you know. The thing was probably only about eight feet tall, you know. It wasn't, you know, some oh, Do we ever shoot any sounds really racist. pumpkins out of that? Pumpkin of chuckers. Did. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing like... Uh, 
nothing better in a wide open pasture full of dry grass than chucking than you know yeah, we were relatively responsible you know as long as the thing landed roughly where it was supposed to it would be fine <laughs> we you know we did the national guard never had to get called out on it That's so right. we were fine never started any like state of emergency i i built a a bow and arrow um, when I was pretty young, I was just kind of fucking around, not thinking like I was, I was going to make a toy. I wasn't going to make a weapon. That was my idea. <laughs> and, um, I, I used like a coat hanger and like a bunch of hair ties, like wrapped it around there and gave it so much tensile strength. Like you had to pull it back like crazy to, to actually pull the arrow back. And then like, I had like a big chopstick and I put feathers on it, you know, like I, I cut up pieces of paper, put it on there so it would fly straight. <laughs> like my my maiden shot, I decided I'll just shoot the wall here by the staircase. In your house. So I pull it back and shoot it. That motherfucker goes like two inches into the wall. <laughs> Still a hole. Like holy shit, it works really well. I call that a success. It was a success. I feel like I would have gotten that out. hole is still there in that wall. I'm pretty sure. I feel like I would have gotten out of so much trouble with my parents growing up if I would have like known how easy it is to fix drywall. Yeah, it's oh, true. Like, it's so easy. If someone showed me the wonder of spackling compound when I was like five, there would have been a lot of like. A lot less of like, mom, dad, I did something. <laughs> the, the hard part is matching the paint. That's true. Yeah. That's because I mean, if you got paint like samples around, then you're good. But otherwise, then it takes a trip to the store and it's a whole thing. Um, but guys, um, I think now's the time for our special segments. Oh God! Listener, buckle in. It's time for another. The Norm of the Rings. My lord, Gandalf the Grey is coming. He's a herald of woe. The courtesy of your hall is somewhat lessened of late. Theoden King. Should I welcome you, Gandalf's Stormcrow? A just question, my liege. Late is the hour in which this conjurer chooses to appear. Last spell I named him. Ill news is an ill guest. Be silent. Keep your forked tongue behind your teeth. I have not passed so far in death to bandy crooked words with the witless worms. Stop. I told you to take the wizard. Stop! Theoden! Son of Thinger! Too long have you sat on the shadows. <laughs> I would stay if I were you. Hearken to me. I release you from the 
have no power here, Gandalf the Grey. <laughs> I will draw you, Saruman, as poison is drawn from a wound. Wait. If I go, Theoden dies. You did not kill me. You will not kill him. Off the the witch count the like the half white guy the the gray is uh, coming to you know give it give me the old how you do uh hey uh hey uh, uh Theoden there uh, uh you know uh you know last time I was here uh, remember when you uh, I came in and you said uh hey there uh, Gandalf wizard guy uh, uh how would you like uh, maybe sit down for a beer uh, soda or something uh you know uh, I'd hate to be a you know a real uh squeaky wheel, but, uh, you know, I kind of walked in this door, and you, no one's, uh, no one's offering me, uh, soda or nothing, uh, well, uh, hey, uh, Theoden, uh, this is, this, this is me, your buddy Grima again, and I just gotta say that, uh, this whole, this whole half-white, half-black, you know, uh, gray-looking guy over here is coming in with his weird cloak guy and his crazy staff and hat, you know, uh, we really shouldn't, uh, have him being here, he's really, uh, you know, you got enough problems with the old housing market around here, and you got his type coming in. It's a, it's a big deal, so, uh, yeah, he's not, uh, not welcome here. Huh, yeah. Why? Why should I... Why should I... What, you? I mean, like, why Why should I welcome you, uh, Gandalf? Uh, it's, oh, uh, what is, what is he? White? No, he's not white yet. No. Uh, great, no. Why, why should, why should I welcome you, Gandalf, uh, uh, Stormcrow? You know, that's, uh, one of those good questions, uh, my liege, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, one of them fair questions. Uh, you know, it's been, uh, been, uh, pretty late since, uh, uh, you know, this conjurer chooses, uh, to, like, show up, you know, this weird wizard man, it's like, you know, what's he been doing this whole time, and now suddenly he's here, what the, what's his deal, you know? Um, I call him... You know, uh, you know, my, my old, my old pappy used to say, laugh spell. That's what I used to name him. You know, bad news is this guy for, uh, for an unwelcome <laughs> house. Hey, uh, hey there, hey there, uh, Grima. You know, uh, you know, like a funny, funny thing happened to me the other day. Uh, I was, uh, going around this, uh, old big old dwarf cave and this, uh, this, uh, son of a gun, you know, he comes at me with this big, uh, fire whip, and he, uh, you know, he pulls me down into the, the realm of shadow, and, you know, uh, you know, so, yeah, you know, I did the whole thing where, I, you know, I fell through, uh, fire and death, and, uh, you know, what have you there, and, uh, the whole time I, I kind of thought, you know, I had a lot of time to think, you know, when I was down there, you know, in the, in the shadow world, I thought, you know, I should really try wearing cowboy boots. I think I'd look good in cowboy boots, but, uh, you know what I wasn't thinking while I was down there I wasn't thinking you know uh, you know what would be great is if uh, if I could just get in a little uh, you know bickering uh, kind of argument there with uh, old uh, uh, Grima Wormtongue you know that uh, ne- I never never said that to myself 
Oh, jeez, guys, guys, come on. I tell you, like, uh, the, the old wizard's like a uh, crazy, like, walking stick, uh, you know, a uh, rat basher thing, you know? I, I said, you know, you can let him come in with all of his other things, like his hat and his underwear and shoes and stuff, but come on, you gotta get, get you gotta have that, uh, that old guy's staff, you know, you gotta leave that outside. I told you, you gotta, you gotta take that from him. There's no good of that coming in here. Uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh, a guy sitting on the throne there, old, uh, old, uh, king guy, uh, hey, it in. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like, uh, it's been quite a while, you know, that you've been kind of like, uh, you know, you haven't really been in the light. It's kind of been like, uh, there's been a spell on you, you know. I'd, you know, why don't you, uh, you know, quit, stop having a, a spell on you, you know? Eh? Hey, man. Uh, uh, get out I of the would, shadows. I'd stay still. <laughs> you know? Hey, uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, hey, it ain't, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you probably, uh, listen to what I'm saying right here, you know, it's, uh, 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 probably, uh, suit you well, you know, if, uh, you, uh, did what I said when I said, you know, uh, stop, uh, you know, that spell on you, stop having a spell on you, be like, uh, uh I'm off with you, spell, you know? Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, I don't know, I don't know about that, you, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't have any power. You, you, know, you can't do like that thing that makes you f- feel like God or whatever. You can't do that here, uh, Gandalf. No, no, on you. Sorry, you might have made a point there. Uh, you know, maybe I'll just settle down here and, uh, uh, uh you know, you've uh, got the best of me, you have. Why don't you just uh, take this old uh, cloak that I wear over my other cloak? Oh, ho, uh, since the last time we met, uh, now my clothes, instead of, uh, gray, yeah, they're, uh, they're white, you know? Uh, so, uh, now when they identify me with the color, they don't say, hey, look at, uh, there's that, uh, gray guy there, uh, Gandalf. They say, uh, there's that, uh, white guy, Gandalf. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, look at my, uh, my, uh, white robe here. Ah! <laughs> so, anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the other wizard guy who's you know uh, all up in this king guy, uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you out of this king guy, you know, like uh, you know if uh, there was like something up uh, crawling up inside, you know, the doctor, you know, like maybe how they'd remove like a you know colon polyp and they you know, put that uh, that tube up in you and they uh, they uh, take that stuff out. Well, uh, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, go on. Uh, Go on, get out of the uh, king guy there, you, you, you other wizard. Ah! <laughs> you know, uh, you know, if you, uh, if you do this, I'm not, I'm not gonna say, like, you know, for certain that, that this guy's gonna die, but, you know, well, you know, <laughs> if I go, then, uh, yeah, this guy, uh, uh, Theoden. Uh, Theoden. Theoden dies. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I suppose that kind of makes sense, you know. You'd, uh, you'd probably kill him, you know, just like just like you killed me. <laughs> oh, wait, that's right, you, you know, you, <laughs> here I am standing here. You know, you'll notice if you look at me that I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing some things. I'm uh, standing, I'm holding my stick here, but uh, those are all things a, a dead guy couldn't do. So, you know, you, you, know, you kind of did your worst on me, and, you know, I'm, I'm not dead, so, you know, I... I bet, uh, you know, whatever you do, uh, he'll, he'll probably be fine, you know, he'll probably just have to block it off the next day, you know, maybe, maybe take an, uh, you know, uh, ibuprofen, you know, get those sore muscles up, but, uh, you know, he'll be fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, what? Yeah, what's that? What? Uh, Saruman's voice. Oh, a different voice. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. All right. Um, uh, uh, Ro- Rohan is mine. Uh, I, I guess. Uh, well, I just say uh, you can uh, take your uh, your uh, white wizard powers and uh, my white wizard powers. You know, uh, I'm right here right now. I say, uh, be gone. Uh, eh, you know, like that. Uh. <laughs> ah. Okay, I will do it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How perfect was that? We were so perfect. We were so, like, me and Ethan were just on it, you know. You guys were going so off script, I was having trouble following where in the script you were I was, too. I really was. <laughs> Which is why I kept coming in early. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's fucking great. Oh. You fucking, you have to go off script, right? Because <laughs> that's what the norm does. <laughs> that's what the norm does. <laughs> oh wow. I think I'll just listen to a bunch of recordings of Norm and just slowly my voice will morph into his. <laughs> I, I liked my idea. He can't come in and do that thing that makes you feel like God. <laughs> oh. Well, everybody, uh, thanks so much for uh, that <laughs> wonderful rendition. I think, uh, I mean, we're going to put this out on the airwaves, and, you know, about... Uh, you know, Let's be minutes. realistic. No one is listening at this point. No, no, no. I, ex- I fully <laughs> Not expect anymore. a phone call from my good friend PJ, uh, <laughs> you know, in, you know, a few minutes after this airs, saying, yes... Yes and yes. Wait, PJ likes this? PJ loves it. PJ is like, as as far as like people I know, he's like the number one connoisseur of podcast material. Uh, Yeah, and he's like, you know, I've I've been looking and looking for ways to remake Lord of the Rings (laughs) based around some comedian where he's playing all the roles, (laughs) and you guys hit it out of the park. We're gonna star you. As three quarters of the characters, obviously the other one quarter is going to be the man himself. And so, uh, uh, Peter Jackson also doing an impersonation, naturally. And uh, his cameo. <laughs> he's playing Frodo. <laughs> it's a big cameo, uh, but he's wearing the ring the whole time, so it's you know it doesn't really count. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think that makes a, another uh, another whole pot for us, guys. So that's right. Uh, until next time. Yeah, bye bye. What I call bye. pancakes. Bye. Farewell. Go vote. Go <laughs> vote. Who are you? Parts Pod Save America. I'm sorry. and good night. Fucking non-stop children. <laughs> <laughs>